Hey, Freedom Family, welcome to the Unlock Your Freedom podcast. My name is Kira Miller. I am the founder and host of this series. Every other week, we'll bring you some of the most life giving conversations that will empower you to overcome your shame, own your truth, and unlock your freedom. Thank you for joining this conversation today. Now, let your freedom journey begin. Hey, Freedom Family, welcome back to the Unlock Your Freedom podcast. My name is Kira Miller, and I am the founder and host of this series. Today's guest, we had Chris Allen, who is a musician based here in Nashville, and he talked a ton today about how he actually had life pretty easy growing up. Things were really, for the most part, kind of handed to him, and as a musician, he was fairly talented, and it came pretty easily to him compared to a lot of other people, Um, but then actually when he was a bit older, had a car accident that, um, in the car accident, he broke his wrist. And in addition to that, experienced a lot of, like, anger because the car accident wasn't his fault and, like, had to go through forgiveness and all this kind of stuff. And it was really kind of powerful to hear from someone who actually had life quite a bit easier in the beginning. And then there was sort of, like, this reckoning experience that made him really stop and think and be like, wait, the gift that I have to offer to the world is so much more valuable than what I imagined. So after that experience, he really started to cherish what he has to offer to the world. And um, it also like really became his purpose in life. And that's what he realizes the thing that he was like so talented at and was in was actually so comfortable doing is the thing that he could offer to the rest of the world as his purpose. And after that, he said his music became so much more meaningful and deeply impacted people on a greater level. So I am super stoked to share this one with you. And if you really feel shame in your life, but you also desire freedom from that, then I believe that this story is definitely going to help you. Can't wait to share it with you. Here we go. So who was Chris Allen in the beginning of your journey with shame? In the beginning of my journey with shame. Um, so I think I knew early on that I was um, like destined to play music. It mm-hmm. was early, early on. But I, it always came so easy to me. Um, and I played, I grew up playing an orchestra and like playing guitar, like 13, but playing, you know, started playing viola like second or what was that, fourth grade. And and it always came like somewhat easy to me, so I didn't work really hard at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say like my shame through that was I didn't have to, and I felt I felt shame because of that. I felt like I, I uh, there were people that were working so much harder than me, really, and not <laughs> getting. I was like first chair uh, in viola and. There was a, there was all these like people behind me that were working so much harder than me, and I felt like, why, why am I like taking advantage of this? Yeah. I felt like I was taking advantage of what I had been given right. by not working hard, just just because I, it became it came easy to me. Yeah, you know. So you were pretty naturally talented. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to think so. I think my parents saw it at an early age. Mm-hmm. They they uh they knew how to like champion your strengths absolutely they put me in a school with like a music program um they my you know my parents would buy me 
like my first guitar at 13 yeah. once once they found out so that cool. I wanted to to play and that yeah. I could play um yeah so I I did I felt some like early on that was probably like I think high school I probably started feeling some of that some of that like like discomfort even just like, yeah it's like yeah. this sucks like yeah why why am I taking advantage of this and why am I taking this for granted yeah. like I could be I could be even so much better, you know, like I know this is what I'm supposed to do, mm-hmm. but I hadn't like really given into that and like fallen into that and um, given myself the permission to like really go for that. Yeah. Did people around you notice that about you too? Or was it really just you? Notice that. That you were like so naturally talented at everything, but mm. you didn't put enough effort into things. For, I think they probably did see mm-hmm. that. Um, I, and and it was also like, well, I think there was there was a lot that kind of went into all that. But um, I think I think I did have friends that saw that. Mm-hmm. Like, were people jealous? Uh they're, the people that were probably behind me were a little jealous, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> like sitting third, fourth chair. Yeah. They're probably like, this guy doesn't ever practice. Right. right. <laughs> and he's better than me. Yep. And that sucks, you know. Mm-hmm. And I knew that and I I just took advantage of it. And I think it, probably my, my parents probably saw it a little bit. Yeah. You know, I feel like they never, they always were championing for me and like yep. wanting me to do things but they were never like chris you need to practice you need to like really do this like we think you could really do this like you need to step into this that wasn't my parents they were like they were kind of the um like we will do everything on our part to quietly yeah let you know that we love you and support you Mm -hmm. if this is what you want to step into totally okay so what were like maybe some of the voices in your head telling you during this time I mean, you're kind of already sharing that because you're saying, yeah. "Well, I, I should be working harder." But did yeah. you ever, did you ever even feel like you weren't enough? Like if you, or if you had to strive, to, I guess, earn being enough. Mm-hmm. I th- I think there was a fear of like, of failure probably, yeah. but also success. Okay, and um. I think more more than anything, I, I grew up like super shy and af- like afraid, not afraid, but like just didn't want to get in front of people and mm-hmm. do my thing. Yeah. Um, especially alone, like okay. it, that always felt really interesting to me. So I didn't play, I didn't play like guitar for anyone by myself until I was like seventeen or eighteen years old. Whoa! And I had been playing for a long time, and um. And in orchestra, I never played by myself. Yeah, you know, I was playing with Dang. fifty people. Yep. Um, there was just this. Uh, I think the voices were telling me, like, you know, those voices that of just fear, mm-hmm. of just like fear like, of success. Yeah, fear of success yeah. and fear of failure yeah. too. You know, because um, I didn't, I didn't know what either of those things looked like. I had no like litmus test yep. of what failure looked like, what success looked like. Um, like music in our in Central Arkansas is not like a there's yeah. there's not like a thing. There's no one to go like oh I could do that like they right. do. Mm-hmm. It was just like okay I'm good at this, but what am I gonna do with it? Yeah, you know. So no one around you really did any. Well, did anyone around you have these like big grandiose dreams for themselves? And did you 
at the time or not really? I don't think I did. Okay. I don't think I had like grandiose dreams because I didn't know how to. I would say that my parents are definitely, they they never told me that I couldn't. They never told me that I had the, like music wasn't a thing. They, they always like gave me the uh, support and the, um, just the the hope that it could happen and the kind of like hey we think you could do this but it's still like i didn't have any sort of uh like there was no textbook on how to make it happen you know so uh and yeah there's just there was like (laughs) trl yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, like that was it, yeah. and that all, that seems so far fetched and so crazy. And I was like, "That's never gonna happen to me." Right. So I just kind of played music in my room. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you did it more as a hobby. It was totally a hobby. Sure. I did it. I mean, it was a very like uh, time consuming hobby, yeah. but um, <laughs> but I played for no one because of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you got to that place when you were seventeen or eighteen, yeah, playing for other people. Mm-hmm. What was that like? It, I mean, it, someone had to bring it out of me. Someone was like, I think we had, my house was kind of the house where like friends would come over. Yep. And like my friends, my brother's friends, my brother's only a year younger than me. Okay. Um, so it's just kind of that house. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I think one time, like there was a girl there and she was like, why don't, like, Chris, we know you play guitar. Why don't you play us a song? And I'm, you know, super shy. <laughs> And, uh, and I just, you know, kind of did it, mm-hmm. you know, and it just kind of happened. And, yeah. and then I think that the reality started setting in like, okay, like people like this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they're like, oh, that was actually like not awful. <laughs> and, um, it wasn't great, but no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, it probably wasn't at the time, Yeah. but you know, it was just, uh, but I, but I loved it, and I think that people, maybe people saw that, or they saw like, oh, this is, you know, this isn't just like some random guy. Yeah. It's just like he's got something. Yeah. And uh, and I thought that was really cool. When did you start recognizing too that you had that fear? You had the fear of of being of failing or succeeding. Yeah. Um, probably, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. Maybe like before that like Mm -hmm. right before that like when i was 15 16 years old when i knew that i had like this almost this secret yeah um where i had been playing in my room for no one for so long and singing in my room for no one unless my dad like barges in on me he's like and then you'd probably (laughs) stop playing when he came in i totally would (laughs) And I would be dead. I know exactly what you're talking you about. You know, yeah. like I would abs- I would stop playing. I would stop singing. Because yep. I was just, I don't know. I was just that. I think that's a lot of musicians' oh, yeah. story. Mm-hmm. You know, we're always so like close to the vest with that. At least that's mine. Like yeah. I wasn't, my brother was the complete opposite of me. Okay. He was that like, let me show you what I can do. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Wait, and he's younger than you? He is, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he was in drama and like in choir and all those things. I never like sang in choir. I never wanted yeah. to get on stage and sing for anybody. You're literally it was just in an orchestra with. I was in an orchestra people. like playing viola, <laughs> which is the not the most non-showy <laughs> instrument of all of them. Yeah. For some reason, I picked like that. W- that was my personality. Yeah. All of those things were my personality. Okay. I I was a I'm a viola player. Yeah. And I still am. Yeah. 
as in my like brain right you know well when did you really start to break that then so i think the moment that i decided and um decided that well it kind of got like pushed upon me i was actually on a mission trip okay and it was my freshman year of college and um i didn't have a guitar i didn't mm-hmm. come with a guitar i didn't plan on singing for anybody yeah um we were in spain and it was i think yeah it was after my freshman year of college the summer after okay and some friends of mine knew that i had played guitar but they didn't know like no no yes and they were on the trip and i think the person that was supposed to be leading worship for that mission trip um had to come like two weeks later or something like that Mm -hmm. and so someone someone came up to me and was like chris we hear you play do you mind like helping out with worship for this trip and i was like uh i don't i don't know any of these songs you know dang um and i but they found a guitar and i've and i've not only felt like well there was a girl and her name is rebecca and she's still a friend of mine and she was kind of like worship she sang, but she didn't play anything. Okay. And she was kind of like, well, we, you're the only one that can play, yeah. so you have to play. Right. And I was just like, ah, okay. And I just listened. <laughs> and we got some chord charts, and we sussed out some songs. Okay. And I just had to play. And I was kind of like, had to play for the rest of the trip. Okay. And I became like the <laughs> worship, worship leader, leader for that trip? Tri- yeah. trip a little bit. And it was just, it was really interesting. But I think it like released some of this because it wasn't for selfish reasons, mm. you know, it wasn't like here's my right. heart and here's when, here's my music and yep. here's my voice. Yep. It was for something else, and it was totally. so unselfish yeah. that I felt so comfortable in that. Okay, or at least I got comfortable in that. Yeah. Um, oh, that's powerful. So when it was something that wasn't like a you specific totally. intention, is when you actually felt like you're really comfortable in something. At the beginning, for sure. Yeah. It got out of my own head, and it yeah. was for something else. It wasn't yeah. for me. Um, and then you probably realized after that that it actually came more naturally to you than you imagined. 100%. Isn't that it, crazy? Yeah. It That's was how so my podcast is, too. <laughs> like, seriously, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was telling you earlier, but, like, yeah. I had no desire to start a podcast. Yeah. None. And... Yes, I love having conversations with people, but never did I imagine myself doing this. And right. I realized, like, after God kind of shared with me, like, why I should start a podcast and why right. there is something so powerful about people's stories that I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll give it a try. And it was pretty, it was a pretty selfless intention yeah. for the longest time. I mean, somewhat ended up turning into a more selfish intention for a time yeah. until, like, more recently. Yeah. But... I realized in that that it's the most comfortable thing I've ever done because I don't have to perform and I don't have to strive, Mm -hmm. I think, is why. Yeah, the moment that I go, oh, look at me, like this is for me, even Mm -hmm. it shows now, I freak out. And I, because it's just not my nature to feel that way. But the moment that I go, like, this is a night for everyone in this room for us to like create something. This is like we're creating art together and this is a, this is a moment in time that we can all experience together. Then it become, then I become comfortable. Okay. And I've beak and I've, I've become so much more comfortable in that than like, this is my show and these are my songs and you need to listen to all of them. Like, because you don't have to fear the failure. 
yeah, because yeah. and I mess up words mm-hmm. and I mess up lyrics. Yeah. I was just talking about that yesterday with my drummer, and he was like, "You mess up all the time, <laughs> but you, but you like, Play it you off make it probably. a part of the show, okay. because you don't, uh, because it you, shows you're human. Well, it shows that like I, I am, yeah, I, I'm human, but also that that's not what this is about. It's yeah. not me like putting on this perfect show. Right. I do think that there are times and uh, artists that are meant for that, mm-hmm. like for this like totally. really well thought out art piece that they're 100%. putting on. Yeah. And and the audience can get something out of that. Mm-hmm. But that's just not what my forte is totally. and what my personality is. Yeah. So I try not to the moment that I get out of my own head is when like good stuff happens. Yeah, I definitely don't picture you like having a perfect show just because you seem like so real and like so raw. And I feel like you probably converse with people a lot during your shows too. Yeah, right? I try and, to like, engage at least your audience. It just depends on. Yeah, yeah I try to. I love um, that. I'm doing this tour in the fall, and it's just me. Yeah, and it's the first time I've ever done that. So cool. Um, and I'm excited to like have. Because the show's going to be completely different every night, Yeah, I imagine, because there's going to be different people in the audience, mm-hmm. and there will be conversations had. Oh, yeah. You know? Dude. Oh, so cool. Which is fun yeah. to me. And sometimes I'm really snarky and... and <laughs> yeah. And, like, because that's how I get on stage sometimes. But it's just... <laughs> um, but it's fun to me, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, and totally. I, enjoy, I enjoy that interaction more than... Um, there being this like barrier, you right? Know? Yep, which the stage kind of provides itself. So yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. and then you talked about too, like there is a car crash where you broke your wrist, and yeah. that kind of like really shifted things for you, right? I think it. So the way that my career has happened has been really interesting. So, yeah. um, I wouldn't say that everything has come easy, mm-hmm. but for the most part, comparatively to a lot of artists, I didn't have to go on the road. Like okay. I was a part of this, you know, this huge show yep. that um, that kind of catapulted me and gave me like all the tools yeah. and the um, the eyes and uh, this fan base that yeah. came out of absolutely nowhere. Mm-hmm. Well, nowhere. You, were on, you were on it too when it was like it was brand massive. new and huge. Well, not brand new, but it huge. wasn't. It wasn't brand new, but it was massive. It was huge, yeah. And I, I watched your season. I don't watch Idol anymore, but I watched your season. It's cr- it was crazy, yeah. and it didn't make any sense to me, and it all felt like what is happening. Yeah. But and I will say, like, the show was not hard. Okay. I, that sounds like so lame to say. <laughs> But it, yeah. all I had to do was sing for a minute and a half every week. And I was trying to figure out these true. arrangements, you know, that were, um, you know, somewhat interesting to mm-hmm. the masses. Yeah. And I was thinking about all that. And some of like this, there were stressful things going on with life as far as I had just got married. And okay. um, like we had to kind of like uproot our life to be on the show. Um, but as far as like making music on mm-hmm. the show. It wasn't like hard, right? I did, but I and I probably should have like made it harder, but yeah. I, but it worked, yeah. and so. Um, but all the things after it, mm-hmm. I realized how unprepared okay. and um, 
that I was for like being in the music business. Yes. Yeah. Mentally and, and everything. Mentally, uh, skill. Yeah. As well. Mm -hmm. Not talent. Like that's always been there, but like yeah. the skill. Mm -hmm. I knew that I, the moment that I stepped off that stage and I got into the room with like other writers yeah. and things, I realized like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not ready for this. Right. Not that I'm not, well, I probably came out with this like weird confidence but yeah uh but i wasn't i wasn't ready i wasn't uh i wasn't ready to put on a show totally. and like be in front of seventeen thousand people mm -hmm. without any songs or yeah. know how to to do that yeah, you know totally. what i mean and uh so that was that was really interesting and i but i didn't everything was moving so fast at that time as well mm -hmm. that it didn't have other than like getting in rooms with people and, and writing songs and, and kind of recording on the fly, I wasn't really like in this headspace of, oh, I need to get better. Okay. It was like, I just have to go. Okay. And I was getting better, but it wasn't like this thoughtful getting better um, until that until that car crash. Did it make you slow down? Is that why? What it made me do is realize, so I, I broke my wrist mm -hmm. and it was really bad. Really? And I had three surgeries in a year. It was crazy. <laughs> And so, and I knew I would never be the same. Okay. Like my wrist doesn't move the same anymore. Um, but I knew, but the moment that it happened, I realized like I'm, my first worry and my fear was that I'll never play guitar again. Okay. Which maybe people don't care about, you know, as far as like them looking at me like, oh, he's fine. He's like, he's yeah. a singer. He'll be fine. Right. But like in my world, the way that I write music and the way that like I want mm. to, the way that I uh, want to convey myself is that I am like more right. than just a singer. Like yeah. I do a lot of different things, and and I enjoy the musicality of what I do, right. like on the You're guitar. A musician, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I really took guitar playing, particularly at that moment, mm -hmm. I took it really seriously because it was my only way of therapy. Actually, I was in a cast essentially for a year. Okay. And the only thing I had was For my fingers. Yeah, kind of in and out of a cast. Yeah. Wow, gosh. And um, so I, I, the only thing I had was my fingers. And so I, Dang. they were like, what you can do is play. Yeah, right. And so I'd go on the road and I'd like play <laughs> with my yeah. cast, you know. And <laughs> and I was like, I would work on scales. I, I like, I was learning new tunes and I just spent, I spent, like six, seven hours a day playing wow. more than I ever have. Yeah. And maybe when I was like 13, I would play that much, but like yeah. more than I ever have. And I had this like general knowledge of how to play the guitar, but then like putting it into action, mm -hmm. finally like kind of like reared its head. Totally. And that um, I think it shaped who, and so that kind of like, um, snowballed into like oh but now and i saw the effects of that mm -hmm. and oh like i am getting better and that's yeah. really nice and it's helping me like tell my story and right. it's helping me write better songs mm -hmm. uh, that snowballed into like what if i became a better singer too and so i like took singing lessons okay. and i've never taken singing lessons in my life and that's been amazing yeah i'm like singing so much easier and so much more effortlessly now mm -hmm. Which is helping me tell my story. Right. And it's helping me write songs. And um, and then going like, 
what if I wrote better songs too? And so going and like researching and looking at all these like songwriters and their lyrics and their like the way that they write songs and how like listening to interviews of how their songs came about. Yeah. You know, and going like and just like taking in all that information and trying to funnel it into, okay, how does that like apply to me? Right. And that's been mind blowing to Mm -hmm. me. And it's helped me write song. It's helped me realize like th- that I do have something to say, and maybe like my weird line is really good. Yeah, <laughs> and seriously. It's, and it's not you know this. I don't have to like follow this formula right. of what pop music is supposed to be or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, and um, maybe it is okay to be real. Yeah, and oh, totally. um, but also poetic and. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, it's been really, that that was the most eye-opening thing for sure. Okay. Which is that interesting. Moment. Like, I feel like your journey is interesting because you, I mean, you even own this. You s- kind of were saying everything was sort of handed to you and things came easy, at least easier than a lot of other people. So much easier. And then, like, something kind of big had to happen for you, sort of like a, reckon, a, a wrecking experience. Reckoning? Wrecking? A uh, reckoning? One of the two words. I don't know. (laughs) Like that sort of experience had to happen for you to realize like, oh, crap, I actually have to start practicing more and I actually have to take better care of this gift that has been given to me. I think that's what it was. It was Mm -hmm. like realizing. And I I think I did realize that early on that, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. And then it happened. And I was like, oh, crap, I'm not ready for it. And then I didn't know how to deal with it. Right. And then now, because of that, because mm-hmm. of that moment where my life completely changed, um, that I I think I'd hold it dear now. That like, okay, this is this is my like uh, this is this is my purpose. Mm-hmm. Totally. And that's that was really strong. And th- and it wasn't that clear at the beginning. It was definitely like. There was a lot of anger that happened in that because it, you know the wreck wasn't my fault and yeah. there was some anger and there was some mm. like uh, some like crazy emotions that were going yeah. on with that. Some uh, my wife was pregnant at the time, which was really scary. And she was in the car. She was in the car, okay. um, and then she, my son was born around that time as well, which was kind of good, but it also was just a, I was an emotional wreck. Oh yeah, and through all of that, but. Uh, but I think uh, what I took from it is that I do have a purpose and I need to cherish it. I need yeah. to like not only cherish it, but like step into it and like really like work towards it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, because I, I think that we all have that. Yeah. We all have something mm-hmm. that we're supposed to be doing. Right. Whether we know what it is or not, but we have to like, we have to at least like strive to to be whatever that is yeah totally and that's that's a scary thing to find out mm-hmm. you know like, oh yeah it's not who i like my being a musician is not who i am as a person but it it definitely is what i think what i'm supposed to do especially at this moment in my yeah. life and um i want to i don't know i want to nurture that mm-hmm. i get that because like even in my own life well i think what's interesting for me actually is i've known 
career-wise what I've always wanted to do. Like be in music in some yeah, way or another? Yeah, be in music, but specific, specifically storytelling. Because okay. I can connect it back to when I was a kid and going through things and hearing people's stories. Like, do you watch sports? Love sports. Okay, so ESPN's uh, did a thing with Make-A-Wish for oh, yeah. a long time. My my Wish, is that my, what it's called? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it was a Rascal Flatts song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, literally all those stories of like all those kids going through so much yeah. and overcoming these things. Oh and then like also just someone who was like of influence coming in and like doing something with them to right. like make their day was so powerful for me. Like I remember just bawling watching those shows because I'm like Oh, they're they are trying yeah. to get you to cry oh, and it they're works so good. every time. I know. Well, so people's stories for me was I knew that that was my purpose. Like, mm. I didn't know exactly how that was going to play out. Mm. Like, if it was going to be music, I was always passionate about music. But I didn't know if it was going to be that route or, like, going to therapy or what it was going to be. Mm. But, like, I knew that that specific thing was what I was supposed to do. But yeah. now, more recently, what I'm kind of realizing that I've almost been, like, taking advantage of for the longest time is, like, the beauty of being a female, which Ooh. is super powerful because... There's such a vulnerability that, um, like, I mean, it doesn't come as easily for men. So being vulnerable as a female is such a, like, God-given gift, really, that, mm. like, we have to cherish because yeah. that's what brings our specific purpose to the world as females is, like, you have this inner beauty. And it's not even, like, I mean, it is the way you look on the outside, too. Like, we all have external beauty as well. But it's the inner beauty that you bring that is compassion and, mm. like, not striving for things it's like not being the necessarily like the breadwinner and stuff like that like it's being the person that everyone can rely on hmm. because you know that everything is going to be okay if hmm. that makes sense yeah. i'm reading this book that's talking about it's called captivating and it's literally all about like understanding your beauty as a woman and it's so powerful and okay. i didn't realize how much i was wasting that until yeah. I read this book yeah so it's just been powerful and like it was it's cool to hear that you kind of felt like you were wasting a talent for a while or a gift yeah Until i just didn't know how i don't it. think i knew how to like fall into that and yeah. i didn't i don't even think i knew that i was wasting it i guess that's true you know it's same with me honestly. until like until i had this crazy thing happened yeah. i had to have this like waking up experience yeah. of my life has been really good mm -hmm. for the most part and it's like, I don't think that's how it is for everybody that's, right. that their life is like that. Mm -hmm. um, but you hear a lot of the times, like a lot of my favorite artists like went through oh, totally. some sucky stuff, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And I'm not like, I'm a middle-class white kid yeah. that grew up in a, a two-parent home. Mm -hmm. We didn't have a lot of money, but we had enough. Yeah. And and my parents loved me and supported me mm -hmm. and i went to school yeah yeah <laughs> like it was yeah, all good yeah. i'm super privileged yeah. i am to i am like the the quintessential white privilege yeah. you know 100% and that's uh, and i not that i took the advantage of that but i just didn't i you needed really understand it i i i guess in my life like i'm so this is going to be uh, weird to say and because I would take it back, but I, I think it was good that that happened to me. Mm, totally. It woke me up mm -hmm. to so many different things. Yeah. 
like to spirituality and like oh like how do i really feel yeah um how do i like how do i want to live my life what kind of what kind of person do i want to be what kind of husband do i want to be yeah like what um what yeah just mm-hmm. a million different things yeah you know which that's weird to say but no i mean it's powerful though because sometimes about those moments we just we just kind of like let let life fly by and we never like experience well and it's how we connect with other people too when we have stories like that because then the other people that are suffering in some way can connect with our story and again sort of like my own experience can like be inspired to get out of whatever we're going through yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i you know and that's i think that's what i've tried to at least convey even in songs through that because i do have this like this suffering Mm -hmm. that I did go through and it wasn't like (laughs) it's not as obviously comparable as like what other people have to go through um because I was in a decent place in my life to where I could go through that but it's still like for me it was the craziest thing that's ever happened to me and Mm -hmm. emotionally I had never felt any of those things I'd never felt anger like that I'd never felt fear like that that something was going to be taken away from me Mm -hmm. And I'd never felt like all this uncertainty um, and just, uh, you know, a million different things. And, yeah. Um, and it was, yeah, it was, just, it was an awakening. Yeah. And it's been a long time. And and I try not to talk about it anymore, mm-hmm. but it, but it is, but I'm realizing you. I don't want it to define me, yeah. but I'm realizing it is a huge part of my story. Mm-hmm. And um you know, I think like right after it happened, yeah. management and publicists were like, hey, I want you to like go in like this. This is this what is you story. want you to talk about. Yeah. And I was like, no, yeah, I don't want to talk about this. I'm, I'm dealing with this. Like, I don't want right. to talk about this right yeah. now. I'm in interviews with, in a sling and people are like, hey, so like, how you doing? I'm yeah. like, not great. Right. OK, <laughs> <laughs> so let's like that, so, so. so stop. Yeah. And um <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, but now I'm realizing, like after, uh, after looking back and the, being able to look back, I, it, it is like a, a part of my story that I'm willing to tell. Yeah. What do you feel like, not just for yourself, but for other people, like people listening to your music or at your shows? What's been like the fruit that came from that story for other people? Because it sounds like, I mean, like you're saying, it's more than just you breaking your wrist. <laughs> it's yeah. you forgiving. It's you yeah. not being so afraid, all those kinds of things. Like, how is that? How have you seen it impact other people? I think it's I think it's impacted my music, mm-hmm. um, which I have had like conversations with people of how that the music afterwards, certain songs have impacted them more than Any? anything that I okay. did beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I was willing to tell like that. Uh, uh, convey that emotion through song and uh, you know letting and I think people can uh, derive their own like message through that and they're able to get something out of it which I don't think they because it is because it was so real to me I think early so I'm kind of talking around this but um, I feel like early on I was afraid to tell not afraid to tell like how I felt, but I didn't know how to, and maybe I didn't know how I felt. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't completely know what that, you know, I was just writing songs. Yeah. It was like, 
here's an idea and I'm going to write a song and cool. Right. I was writing songs that didn't make any sense to my life. Okay. Um, which is, <laughs> I mean, maybe a little bit, like there are tunes yeah. here and there, but as a whole, no. Yeah. Um, I was just a, I was a, you know, writing these blanket songs and, yeah. and, uh, and I think afterwards I realized the power of like writing, of being a, of being a singer songwriter that tells their own stories through their songs and being specific about it mm. and realizing that that is so much more powerful yeah. for other people to hear those things yeah. and they get so much more out of it yep. than me like trying to, uh, hide stuff really. well hide but also like still get that same emotion mm -hmm. from fans yeah. without being real yeah okay. like trying to like okay here's this like emotional song mm -hmm. and that's not real to me but i i at least like know the formula maybe <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and like hoping that they come on board yeah and that's not the, that not that it didn't happen but I've seen so much more real conversation happen right. because of the tunes afterwards. Yeah. I mean, people need the real you. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I think, not that I don't know if I was afraid to show that because there was definitely some of that. But I, I think because of that, um, because of my experience that happened in that, that there, maybe it's a little more like, palpable or something yeah you know like or more like relatable or mm -hmm. something that uh they can feel like the you know just the my heart in it yeah so when you started to own that that's when you started to see it like actually impacting people yeah because that's literally the entire purpose of this podcast is like yeah when you own the thing that you go through and it's not necessarily being vulnerable on social media or like in the crowd or whatever it's just like being transparent about something that you've gone through, it can actually like really, really impact somebody else because it helps them to not feel alone. I remember I was here in Nashville and I was opening up for the band Parachute and oh, I played, yeah. uh, and I love those guys. Mm -hmm. um, and I played my set and I remember having this conversation with, and I played a song called In Time there that I wrote specifically about that. Kay. And I remember having this conversation afterwards. Um, with this girl and she I don't remember her story exactly but she was like thank you so much for that song I had never heard it but thank you so much for that song yeah. because in this moment in time like I I didn't know that I needed that song mm. but like I needed that song tonight yeah and um and there are other conversations that I've had with other you know people that have been at shows about other songs and mm -hmm. that I think are like that's I'm realizing like that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Totally. Yep. This again, like this is not about me mm -hmm. at all. Like I have to tell my story yeah. to like, cause that's all I can do is tell my right. story, but I have to like, but I'm not doing it for me. Mm -hmm. Yep. Cause it's not about you. Which is so like really, <laughs> it's a hard yeah. like mind freak sometimes. It really is. Cause I, I am, I think, you know, I want to like, be i'm prideful about like who i am as a musician totally. and i want to come across like cool and yeah you know whatever and smart <laughs> yeah. and um really good yeah but i'm re you know i realized so many times that like that's that's not what this is about right and it's not that important. um but i do i do you know th those thoughts definitely like <laughs> flood into my head yeah quite a bit like yeah as a musician mm -hmm. and i think a lot of us deal with that yeah dang 
This has been powerful. <laughs> <laughs> and let's tell jokes now. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't tell jokes. <laughs> I'm not funny. No, I'm Me kidding. Neither. I'm funny in my own ways, just not telling jokes. <laughs> um, what has been maybe like a, I don't know, like an inspirational quote or a <sighs> person's story that you feel like has really connected with your own? Wow. Um, that's a great question. Maybe a book you've read, anything. So good. <laughs> I wish I, I, I even saw this and I was like, I need to answer this. <laughs> I need to have a, because you prepped me for this question. You better. And now I'm not ready for it. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think... There have been, you know, I, I do read a lot. I, mm -hmm. I think that, uh, I don't know if I have a great answer for that. Oh. That like I come back to. Yeah. Because there's just, I think in, in different moments I have, um, like, I'll I'll read something and I'll go, oh man, that's so great. Yeah. And then it'll be gone. Oh, and dude, and I'll realize so much about like everything. Yep. And then I'd completely forget it. <laughs> the same way. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if I have a great answer for that. That's I'm right. really sorry. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> well, okay. Who would you say that Chris Allen is now that you've unlocked your freedom? I think that I strive to be the most honest like storyteller that I possibly can be in yeah. my music. Mm. Um, the moment that I'm with someone writing a song and it doesn't feel real to me, I completely tune out. Okay. Or I go like, we gotta stop. Yeah. And like, you shut it down. We get, we gotta like find some like realness in this. Mm -hmm. Um, even if it's like a fun, happy song, it'd be like a dance song, and I yeah. want to, like, I want to find the realness in that. Yeah. You know, um, just because that's, I, I, I think you know, my wife like points it out all the time. She'll be like, I'll play her a song, and she's like. If someone else sang that, great. But like, that's not you. Ooh. That's not who you are. Yeah. You don't want to say that. I can already tell that's not what you want to yeah. say. And Dang. that's really because I'm just not. I'm not good at being. Um, what is it? Disingenuine? Is that the word? Uh, or ingenuine? Ingenuine? Not disingenuine. Disingenuine. Didn't you disingenuous? Wow. I'm not good. At, I'm not good at that. It's not ingenuine. Wow. <laughs> I was. I went to college for a couple of years. Uh, <laughs> I did too. I didn't oh finish. <laughs> I did finish, but apparently it didn't matter. It doesn't. None of it matters. <laughs> let's be honest. Uh, so true. But I. I just am not. I really am not very good at it. Yeah. I really just. It's. It's just not. E it's. I think it's. Some people's gifts to like get up and just like be like sing a song and yep. that's amazing and I wish I almost had that mm -hmm. but I just don't. Yeah. There's like something in my core that goes, Chris, that's not you. Okay. And you have to be you have to be completely you, and it's and it's taken me this long to get there yeah. and I'm still getting there. Yeah. And I'm still having to realize that and fall into that as a more as like a songwriter than yeah. anything and making sure that those like that's the f the um 
the story that I tell is that this is my story. Yeah. Because every time that I do that, like, I see people go, oh, man, that's great. Like, yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that that, that feels so right. Mm-hmm. And maybe, oh, I feel the same exact yeah. way. Even though it, it could be, like, the scariest thing in the world to say in a song. And because I think that's the that's the stuff that I um, like gravitate towards yep. is Me just too. the, like, just so real it it's scary or maybe hurts or yeah. you go like ah yeah <laughs> i don't like the interpretive music stuff like i'm not about the super artsy kind of music like i just want to hear your story <laughs> that's yeah. all i want i want real songwriting and I, I i i i've found out that that's what i'm best at mm-hmm. the moment yeah. that i try to be you know be like artsy or something yeah. it you know yeah in the moment that i go like okay this is me like this is how i really feel Mm -hmm. okay yeah people get it i think they it feels right coming from me and it feels right singing it Mm -hmm. which in turn like makes people uh hear it more yeah yeah would you say sometimes though that that journey of being you almost is harder and oh my gosh makes success well honestly like in my situation i feel like with everything in my life when i really chose to be me Mm and everything then it's not that success didn't come easy yeah but it came a lot less easier almost than it did when i was just doing things for a formula or doing things Mm -hmm. to make something of myself do I have I found that like that? Well, I don't know. I mean, it, again, it's, I've had a weird journey mm-hmm. um, to where like most of my success came really early on. Yeah. Um, and some of that, wh- I don't. I wouldn't say that that a lot of that was like me being disingenuous. Right. About. Disingenuous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you learned something new every day. Yeah. Right. And. Uh, I, w- I wouldn't say, it, but maybe, I yeah. mean, my biggest song of all that I have, mm-hmm. I did not even write, um, but Does people still love like it. We're yeah, people yeah, love yeah. that song, mm-hmm. and I love playing that song. Yeah. I always will love playing that mm-hmm. song, um, but the times that, like, you know, I've, I, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. Well, it probably impacts people, people deeper, right? I think so. Like, maybe it doesn't, because I think what I'm learning is it's like, when you choose to be you, it's almost like a niche genre of totally. anything. And so maybe, at least not initially, I do believe at some point, like when we keep being true to who we are, it's going to reach so many more people yeah. in a different way than what we were before because it's going to deeply impact people. Right. Hopefully it happens while I'm still here. I know. I just want a million views on videos. Just selfish, Let's just be honest. You know, um, <laughs> But I, I, do, I think you're right. I do think that it like the journey may take longer. Yeah. While you're like really being yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I have like some again some of my favorite artists of all time mm-hmm. are these people that have been so themselves. Yeah. For their whole lives, and in their artistry and yeah. in their songs especially, and some of them are really massive yeah. you know mm-hmm. totally. <laughs> and so i do think that there 
they can coexist yeah. 100%. Totally. It's just, but I don't think, I think a lot of those people don't think about success either, though. True. I don't think they go like, I'm going to be myself to be successful. 100%. I don't think they think that. Mm-hmm. They just go, this is the only thing that I can do. Yeah. And this is how I can be real to myself yeah. and how I can be real to my artistry. Yeah. And then success comes through that. Yes. I think I'm caught in between that right now. Like, yeah. I went from striving success to I just want to be me, but I also want success. And I'm trying to kind of get rid of the I just want to be successful thing because yeah. I'm really... I'm really starting to see the value in the things that I'm doing and that it is greater than just me. And I just want to focus on that because I literally am so tired of striving. Like I'm so tired of it. Uh, The moment that I go that, you know, I'm recording a song or writing a song Mm -hmm. and go like, okay, like, but does this work on like a playlist or does this, like, can we push this to radio? The moment that I do that, mm-hmm. the song sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, it's so true. It's so, like, and I don't think it's, that's the way it is for everybody. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Yeah. Um, I think some people are so good at that. Yeah. And, but for me, the moment that I think, like, oh, like, I got to take myself out of this so it can be successful, mm-hmm. the song sucks. Yeah. I think my my i have to be confident and be um yeah just be confident that my um intuition is right yeah totally mm-hmm. that those things are like the way that i make music my music is very like is um the more that i am myself i'm not going to write like weird bjork music right totally bjork's awesome mm-hmm. and she's being very true to herself yeah but like me being true to myself isn't that. I still write like pop music, mm-hmm. but I think like being real to, you know, in the lyric and that sort of thing and yeah, being okay with not throwing like some whoa, whoa, woes in there, you know? <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> well, okay. I think my last question is really just where can people find you on social media? Even though I know Even you're though not <laughs> <laughs> trying to I am on social. No, I am on social media. <laughs> I'm not, I don't feel like I'm very good at social media, even though my wife tells me that I am. Um, <laughs> but I'm on Instagram. That's kind of the main thing. Yeah. But Chris with a K underscore Allen. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Everything else, Facebook, Twitter, I don't, all it all same? gets funneled through right. Instagram. Instagram is where it's at. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Look thank for you the so check. much for coming on. Seriously. This was like really powerful because again, I'm, I'm almost like used to telling a story of people who have like almost had it harder in life, like yeah. in the beginning. Mm. And then they like had their freedom journey almost like a little earlier. Whereas for you, yeah. it was like, well, actually I had a pretty easy upbringing. <laughs> and then because of that, mm-hmm. well, not sorry, not because of that, but I ended up having an experience where it kind of wrecked me. Yeah. And that's now recent, more recently where you've really experienced so much freedom. freedom. Yeah. So, Thank you for sharing all that. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for having a place to share it. Of course. Yeah. Appreciate you. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you all so much for tuning in to my conversation with Chris Allen. If you want more life-giving conversations like what you heard today, you can click the big red subscribe button. Also, even though I'm on a social media hiatus for who knows how long, you should go follow me on Instagram. It's the Rage Boss. You're going to find some weird, wild, hopefully inspiring content on there as well. 
All right, until next time, you guys, we will see you then. Bye. Bye.